Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart, and I am so excited. I'm always excited. I'm an excited person, but today I got Fred Haywood from Hawaii coming to us to share with us about not just his book, but his journey. It's so appropriate with the time of the year right now because we've got the Olympics going on, and he's a silver medalist, and he's got so much cool ohana and aloha to talk about and of course you know my heart is very dear and near to hawaii so i hope you guys enjoy this episode and learn a lot from fred haywood today welcome to our show and thanks for joining us this is grateful heart the motivational arizona real estate and business show we're here to inspire you to believe in yourself to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Raines. Fred Haywood is an icon of windsurfing, but few knew he is also an Olympic contender who swam a record-breaking backstroke along with his friend Mark Spitz. In Racing with Aloha, he shares how, before he discovered speed sailing, he surfed with the likes of Jerry Lopez, exploring exotic, undiscovered surf spots around the world. Only his friends know how to deeply growing up on the island of Maui influenced Fred to carry his success and humility with and generosity. Everyone he competed with experienced his desire for camaraderie over competition, his preference for fun over fanfare. Join me in welcoming Fred Haywood to the show. Well, good morning, Fred. How are you today? Oh, yeah, I had my first sip of coffee. Yay. Well, aloha over there in Hawaii. I know you're coming to us from Maui, which I'm in Arizona. So we have a few hours difference in time. And um, it it made for a fun morning this morning. I got to admit, I am usually uh, like you in real estate. So I feel like I'm usually cramming too much into my day and running five minutes late to everything. So it was actually refreshing this morning to have a few extra minutes to look forward to our to our meeting this morning, Fred. Um, congratulations to you. I see your book in the background there, and it sounds like it's going to be available on Amazon in just two short weeks. It is. It is. So you've led an amazing life and career, and I, I like. I don't even know where to start because I love Hawaii. I love real estate. I love water sports. Just so you know, um, it hasn't even been three years yet, but on the North Shore of Oahu, I took a surfing lesson for the first time three years ago. And the exhilaration I felt when I actually stood on the board for the first time. I can't even imagine you on that enormous wave that we're going to talk about here shortly on what that must have felt like. So before we get too much into everything, I'm a child. I was born in 1973, I think the same year you got into real estate. But I do remember very well um, Mark Spitz and the gentleman who broke his records in the Olympics shortly thereafter. But I know a lot of the youngsters out there may not know who those fine gentlemen are. So can you take us back a little bit in history and explain who some of these amazing people were in your life 
as well sure. as let's talk about that big wave because that picture on the cover of your book is pretty darn awesome. Well, I'll start from the beginning. I was born on the island of Maui. My dad was a plantation doctor. He uh, serviced the workers for the sugar plantation. And back then they had uh, the Japanese camp, the Filipino camp, the Chinese camp, all racially segregated and in their own housing. So we would go from camp to camp and dad would uh, do his doctor thing. He'd check them all out, anyone sick. He, he had uh, needles and, and serums to give them. And I, I hated it when he opened his bag, I would always go hang out with the kids and play with whatever was going on. But it was a dollar a visit, right? Right. So you could see a doctor come to your house for a dollar. It was pretty cheap. We lived on the beach in Kahului Harbor and um, in an old plantation house. Dad traded some of his work for surfboards, El Toro sailboats, little motorboats. So at our disposal were all these toys crafts for the water of course surfboards were the favorite right we we surfed we swam we hiked all the islands all over the place we dove we speared fish and it just kept on going um i remember seeing the first tourists on the island in the 50s and they drove onto our street came out they had aloha shirts on a new car they took our pictures standing in the mud puddles what the heck are they doing you know i've got a wonderful slideshow i plan to show our audience of these (laughs) images so let me let me have you narrate that slideshow here in a moment but i definitely um you know as far as your olympic medal that is concerned can you just give a brief explanation of who mark spitz is to help those that might not know the name understand the importance right I, I went on a swimming trip across the U.S. with Suichi Sakamoto, the coach of the three-year swim club. Mm-hmm. It's a book now. And he happened to be a coach. And on our first event in California, I got a tap on my shoulder. And I turned around, and and this kid said, Hi, I'm Mark Spitz. Uh, what's your name? I said, My name is Fred Haywood. How are you? And I watched him swim. He was 15 and he was already beating the 18 year olds and whatnot. And I came back to Hawaii and told my swim coach that there's this kid in Hawaii in in California that's beating everybody and he's the most amazing swimmer. Well, he proceeded to uh, swim in the 72 Olympics and set seven world records with in seven events, Oof. winning seven gold medals. So he was the icon of swimming mm-hmm. uh, in the 72 Olympics to be followed up by Michael Phelps now. Uh, Which is a name more retired. people recognize probably today. Yes, Michael Phelps. And soon he'll be forgotten because everybody gets forgotten. Everything passes. Right. We don't own anything. It's all temporary, right? So... Well, we just make the and best that, of what we have. That is one thing I really enjoyed when I was reading up on you and, and your book is I can, I personally, because of my experience with going to Hawaii and, you know, crawling around and on the, on rocks and in the waterfalls and in the oceans, just like you grew up, I can totally picture the kids right. running around barefoot and uh, your love for the ocean and what it did for you, for your swimming career, for your surfing career, and later your windsurfing career. 
which were all phenomenal. So I think I need to show the audience one thing real quick is I have a list of all of your achievements. So I'm going to have you, I'm going to just have you sit there for a moment while I just read off some highlights. Um, so you, and I read about your backstroke and how that came about. So it was 1968 that you won the silver medal. And then in, later in the Pan American Games in the Pan American Games. OK, so silver in the Pan American Games, which is not the Olympics. But you did swim in the Olympics, did you not? I swam in the Olympic trials. I, I was winning the finals in the event. I only had 20 meters to go and I ended up seventh place. Um, I had what's called an atrial fib, atrial flutter. Uh -huh. I didn't know it. But you found out real quick. Many years later. Um, but I actually never went to the Olympics. But I did, I did win the national championship in my senior year in high school and beat everybody in college and got I to go wherever I wanted to go to school. I saw you were in Stanford, and I love your <laughs> right. story. I don't know if you can regurgitate your um, language there in Hawaii, but I love the quote of what you said to the Stanford dean when you weren't originally accepted, but he did take you. Um, and if you can repeat that with your Hawaiian accent, yes. I would love it because I understand a little bit of the Hawaiian accent because I've been over to Hawaii so many times myself, but I just found that very endearing. We, we, we have pidgin English. Uh, the dean of admissions looked at my SAT scores and asked me if I could speak English. <laughs> I said, Sir, I can speak English very well. My parents speak English. My friends speak English. But you know the guys I went to go school with, they never use the big kind language or word they get in the SAT tests I went take. Because in the middle of a paragraph, get 16 letter word. And I don't know how for even say them, let alone <laughs> what the heck is going on. So I just go down to the bottom and mark any kind box and oh. finish first but no more price for first so actually sir i can speak english well just put me through bonehead english yeah i'll be out of your hair in four years i'm actually bilingual but you don't appreciate that because <laughs> you don't acknowledge pigeon english right and i would have to interpret for you coming over to get your groceries and when they tell you you owe one dollar three quarter that's a dollar seventy five. Well, so I love hearing it. It just warms my heart, honestly, because of so many wonderful people filled Memories. with aloha over there in Hawaii. Right. It truly is a culture. And um, one thing I did also want to highlight: uh, you rode the biggest wave in '84. You set a world sailing record in '83. You were the owner of uh, Sailboards Maui. And um, you've got some really cool stuff in your history here. Um, one thing that really caught me, though, was move out of judgment and into curiosity. So, Fred, I do want to talk about that because while I've been doing Grateful Heart TV, what I have found, I have a background in real estate just like you do, is my success in business has definitely grown exponentially once I got a little bit more spiritual in my own life. And when I, when I read that quote about curiosity versus judgment, I found that was so beautiful because if you can enter into no matter what arena you're in with a curious heart, it will definitely, in my opinion, reap rewards that you would never have if you stood back in judgment. So can Absolutely. you... Absolutely, and there's numerous times this happens in my life where I could have been a jerk 
Um, when I first went over to Santa Clara High School to swim, I was doing 2100 yard repeats with Mark Spitz and he was beating me by two or three body lengths each one. So I turned over and swam 10 backstroke against the current uh, high school national champion in the other lane. And he beat me by two or three body lengths. And after the 30th one was completed, we had a five minute break and we had uh, 10 more to go. And I was just physically defeated because I was trying to get good so I could get into a good college my senior year. Right. There, nothing was happening. And he leans over the lane and says, Fred, you have the ugliest backstroke I've ever seen. <laughs> You're bobbing and weaving and hitting the lane lines. And I, I clenched my fist. I took a deep breath and went underwater and screamed with all the bubbles coming out. And then I came back up and held on the lane line and said, Mitz, you have the prettiest backstroke I've ever seen in my life. What do I have to do to look like you? So I turned my anger into curiosity, right? Because mm -hmm. adversity often comes with opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so that was one example said, where he taught you the backstroke where you ended up breaking records, correct? Well, it happened so suddenly. He says, get out of the pool. I'll show you something. Uh -huh. I mean, he turned his negative attitude so positive with my blessing of him, you know? Mm -hmm. We jumped out of the pool. We had five-minute break. We started... He, he grabbed a towel and said, my coach showed me this with a tennis ball, but I can show you with a towel. Throw the towel down at the pool and let's watch what happens. I threw it down the pool deck. It landed six feet away from me. He says, okay, now make it land by your baby toe. And the only way I could do that was to rotate my shoulder mm -hmm. over, my, over my head. So, and then do it on the opposite way. So the, the hand coming behind my back with the wrist almost hitting my hip and the towel then released at my toes. Mm -hmm. I jumped back in the pool and literally beat him 10 in a row. Yeah, I, I did read how I, maybe he wasn't so excited about sharing that knowledge with you at first, but wow, did that, he, really, that, that really push you into the career that launched you into everything? Well, he called me a mother something. <laughs> it's not in the book, but you know, I, he says, you're just trying hard. I said, no, this feels easier. And he just said, okay, let's race on the last one. Uh-huh. Well, I raced him on the last one from a push start and swam the best time of my life. Well, that and is, the coach is, and the coach is looking at this and going, oh my God, you've got some backstroke against Mitch this weekend. So three days later, I'm swimming the 100 back against the same guy who taught me the stroke. I beat him and set a new national high school record. Which was so then, cool. then the coach says, well, I'm going to take you to the nationals with Mark Spitz. But I was only going to take Mark. But if I take you, I've got to take Mitch. <laughs> and then I've got to take Rick and a few others well, along with it. What an amazing time for you. And honestly, I, like that was one example. There's another story I wanted to ask you about from your book about, um, you know, you made a couple references to your own father and of course, Mark Spitz's father and what pivotal right. thing he did for you. So I want to take a quick commercial break and we'll come right back because I want to sure. hear that story. 
If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo-Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you and I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing from you. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. Absolutely. Okay, we're back from break already. Look at that. And uh, Mark, I'm sorry, Fred, we were just talking about Mark Spitz's dad. And I know it sounded like maybe some people have, you know, instead of um, being curious, have had some judgments about your own father and the way he raised you. And then you had such a pivotal experience with Mark's dad. Can you talk about both and how those impacted your life? Well, the, the next weekend after breaking the high school record after the stroke tip. The very next weekend, Mark invited me over for dinner and I sat there at dinner with Mark, his mom and dad and two sisters. And mm -hmm. Mark was talking about winning six events at the nationals, although he could only enter three. So they were they were trying to figure out, you know, if I swim the 200 fly, don't swim the 400 free, swim the two shorter events on one day and then the longer event. 
so it was a classic conversation and i was just thinking boy i wonder what the kids back in hawaii would think now if they knew that i was sitting here with mark spitz talking about winning three nationals right and i i didn't know you know i never even conceived of going to the nationals but i'm going to and mr spitz after an hour finally turns to me and says well fred what are you swimming and how are you going to do and I said, I'm swimming 100 back, and maybe if I could go half a second faster, I could get a third place. Now, mind you, last the past weekend, I just swam three and a half seconds faster in a, you know, virtually just under a minute race. Right. So that's quite a big jump. Yeah. He made me repeat it again because he said, I don't understand you. What do you mean? I repeated a second time. Maybe I could get a third place. Again, he says, I just don't understand what you're thinking and saying <laughs> and I repeated it again and I thought oh I better improve my time and I improved it six tenths of a second <laughs> for a third place mm -hmm. and he said Fred there is only one person in the pool everyone's going to remember and he bashed his fist on the table and all the silverware jingled and he says second through six are all losers and don't you ever forget that at the top of his voice, he was screaming at me. Right. I was going, wow, this is a different experience, you know? Right. But my it did motivate you. Me, my dad had never seen me swim. He was a busy doctor. Right, right, right. Well, and, and it sounded like very different um, ways to be a dad for you boys. Um, yeah. And that was your first experience of somebody really rattling your cage. But what was the result? polar opposite of my dad mm -hmm. i go down to the nationals and i line up in the last heat against the nc2a champion from two weeks before that uh -huh. i was judging his time and going half a second faster and maybe get a third place he's number one in the nation i swam a second and a half faster and be beat everybody and won the nationals and um that guy uh charlie hickox leans over and says, what's your name? And I said, Fred Haywood. And he goes, Fred who? And he said it so loud, my teammates heard it. So they called me Fred who for a while. Ah! Because I come from nowhere. <laughs> and yeah, and, um, here, and here you are I all was, of a sudden. And all of a sudden I was number one in the nation and I, my wildest dreams were happening. And I didn't even dream that big, never. Although I must admit the week before um, when Mr. Spitz gave me that lesson, um, three days later, I dreamt I won the 100 back. I never had a swimming dream in my life. Um, but three days later, I dreamt I won it. And three days later after that, I was there winning it. That's amazing. I, go I just the, got chills. I go up to the press office and the guy goes, oh, you want to call your parents? Because I told them how I was training in a ocean pool. Uh -huh. My coach in Hawaii had built a pool with telephone poles and rafts and made a 25-yard swimming pool and anchored in the harbor and, and that's where i was training and that was in and that was actually on big island right that wasn't in maui island, i was going to a prep school and we didn't have a swimming pool so he built one so anyway were you, were you on i called my dad i called my dad and i said dad i i just won the nationals in the hundred back and he says oh What's that, a high school meet? <laughs> so you have. I said, no, Dad, it's everybody. 
everybody, you know, uh-huh. back then we didn't have pagers, cell phones, sure. so we didn't communicate. We had to write letters to dad and mom. Did you know? Now, did dad actually speak pigeon at home with you kids or did he? Oh, sp- he, he could speak pigeon very well. And he told the most jokes of anybody in the family. We were a very happy, loving family and humility was number one. Absolutely. So my dad, my dad said, I said, isn't it great, Dad? I won the 100 back. He says, well, what's great about it? I go, I don't know, Dad. My teammates are slapping me on the back and telling me it's great, and I'm just repeating it. <laughs> he goes, well, it's over now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so your dad, your dad definitely taught you a, a huge lesson in humility. Um, and so that said, before we run out of time, I want to go through your slideshow and maybe you can narrate a little bit and explain sure. what we're looking at. If you can hold on real quick, let me bring it over. Oh, and before we do, the sacred ocean waters have baptized me in their fierce blessings. I love this quote, and the reason being is three years ago when I had that surf lesson in Hawaii on the north shore of Oahu, I actually got baptized by a kahuna healer there. So that really caught my attention when I was looking at your PowerPoint that um, I am about to... Sure come down here and sorry they allow me to navigate and they should not um so can you see the screen right now the haywood hohana let's talk there's the haywood kids on the beach in kahului harbor with balsa wood boards of course now they're all styrofoam and carbon fiber so Um, are you which one are you in the picture on the left on the left i think that's second from the right got it on the right picture, I am the second one on the left. Okay, very cool. So definitely. So I, had a, I had three brothers mm-hmm. and a sister. And then there's our swim club. In and that's Indiana. the telephone Let pole it. that you were just describing, right? Yeah, that's, that's off of a break while looking down on the uh, pool that was moored there. Super and cool. That's Mark congratulating me at the Nationals. Uh, after I won the hundred back, and there's a picture from Sports Illustrated where they had an article: Spitz and Haywood make schoolboy splash. And this is you and on your swim team back in Stanford, right? You know, the, yeah, this actually that is a picture of our Santa Clara swim team, and I'm down in the center forward with I... my six pack showing. Now my six packs in the trunk of my car. Oh. <laughs> Okay, now this was pretty amazing. I did chuckle at your first commission check you took and went, I think, flying to Indonesia, um, which I right. thought was really cool because I, I don't remember my first commission check. Um, but some amazing photos on these barrel waves that you were on. And later, right. you started sailboards Maui with some friends. And this was right. after your competitive swimming was over. You got into windsurfing. Well, you know, it was a consequence of uh, real estate crashing. I I don't, you know, you were too young, but in 1980, I think it was. Oh, I've heard uh, stories. (laughs) Our interest rates went to 20% or 19% from nine overnight. Uh You know, think about it right now. You've got a 2%. Oh, two and a quarter, forget two and about a half, it. Two and three quarters. The market crash will crash just. We had nine going just, to nineteen. Well, if we, we had a, yeah, 
if we just went to 6% right now, our whole market would completely change. Crash. Yeah. Crash. Yeah, it would. And I couldn't even imagine going from 9 to 19. That's insanity. Yeah, I just closed up shop. I, I gave, I put all my properties I had up for sale and offered the outside broker 6%. And I discounted them 20% under the last sale and got rid of everything in two weeks. I, I remember reading that story. And then that was before you got into windsurfing or afterwards? I had just learned how to windsurf. I, I met the uh, I met the inventor's son, Matt Schweitzer, and his and his and this close was, buddy Mike Waltz. And this was during and, your construction career, right? And over well, the construction was first, and then I went winds. Then I went surfing in Indonesia. Then I came back and uh, was doing my real estate career, and then it crashed. And then my brother passed away in 1981 in a traffic accident. And, I said, I've got to do something good. Another adversity, you know, there's opportunity yeah. and adversity. And every... and, you know, a lot of things can change. Just like COVID's changed a lot of people now, they're all changing jobs. Mm -hmm. They're thinking, oh, their jobs aren't important. They want to do something more worthy. And same thing happens when you have a personal tragedy. So right. I went and started Sailboards Maui with the last money I had left over um, with two friends. And then um, we... Um, uh, this is a year, year and a half later in Weymouth, England, uh, with the Johnny Walker man. They sponsored our speed sailing event, and I broke a world speed record on sailboard. That is amazing. I had gangly, gangly arms. I was strong. Now, three, four months later, you're going right down to it. That that's a big wave picture, um, and you. And that's your board in the sailor. middle, right? That's my sail in the middle of it, about to get crunched. Oh um, wow. So my sponsor said this was the fastest one-two punch into any kind of sponsorship I've ever seen because I had broken a world record, then I rode a big wave, and then they um, <laughs> they gave me a sponsorship, and I, I was able to not work real estate for eight or nine years, and it was really a fun time traveling all over the world to do speed sailing. And, and I, I helped a lot of other sailors around the world, taught them, and, you know, just like in real estate, you give yeah. people tips on how to sell real estate and I was I was a member in the Star Power Club I don't know if you know that uh, I saw that on your list of accolades and I wasn't and familiar with what that was Howard Brinton was an agent who started interviewing people in the 70s and 80s and and he passed away in the 90s okay. and he took agents that were doing spectacular work and put them on uh tape tape mm -hmm. cassettes at the beginning then cds and then what have you so every month he interviewed an agent in the nation and in 2003 i was one of the interviewed so i'm a member of the group that was oh, um, that's probably 170 of us and we're just starting to pull it back together because when he passed away the whole thing kind of fizzled makes sense makes sense but well we all we all had conferences where we taught other brokers and realtors around the nation on how to sell more real estate with technology systems and language. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell I you so much. I, I actually have a, a huge interest in, in Hawaii real estate because my daughter living over there and I've actually gone and tested a couple of times, but yours truly after 28 years in the business, you would think that I would practice what I preach, which is I actually need to go to class and learn about real estate in Hawaii before I try to take the test. So many <laughs> things you guys do different there. Just the, like, for example, the lava line at the water line and what, you know, all, all these crazy things that you guys have to deal with in Hawaii that you don't deal with in Arizona. 
Um, but that said, we deal with a lot of heat. <laughs> yeah, we do deal with a lot of heat. We do. Uh, so for anybody looking for real estate services in Maui, they can also find you at Fred at fredhaywood.com, correct? Exactly. And I'm still doing the business and I've been in it 48 years. So, you know, I've sold many, many people and from stars to nobodies. Of course. Well, Maui is such a beautiful place. And I know, and I am curious before I let you go, um, I do want to talk about the nonprofit. And real quick before we go, my next show I'm about ready to, to record is about the current market in real estate here in Arizona and across the nation. And it's interesting to me how Hawaii always gets left off when they're talking about the entire nation as if you guys are a different country and you're not. And I know from being there recently myself, I did get quarantined. I did not get to make it to Maui like I intended. But um, I do know that the islands are completely overrun by tourists right now because all the tourists that couldn't go last year, coupled with all the ones that would go out of the country today but can't. So everybody's been whooshing in on, on Hawaii this last summer. Right. My daughter is um, complaining profusely about how crowded the beaches are. But right. that said, I'm also hearing that a lot of people who had lifelong dreams to live in Hawaii now can choose to live there because their jobs, thanks to COVID, are allowing them to work remotely. What exactly. has, how has that impacted real estate in Hawaii this last two years? Some volumes in particular coastlines like down in Wailea and Kihei, some of the volumes are up 200%. Um, the median price is one point. One two five. One one million. Yeah, one one two five. That's so, the, That's a starter home, correct? Yeah, and that could be a beater. Yeah, it's just incredible what's happening. Um, yesterday we were we, we put an offer in for cash at thirty grand over a new listing, uh, but in the first hour there were three offers. Yep. And ours wasn't high enough. And it went to somebody else, even $30,000 over. So we're going to call back and say, hey, before you go to somebody else that needs financing, why don't you just give us 15 minutes to see if we can put our cash offer on the table and match anybody that wants financing for a quick close for two weeks. So So why would you risk? So you know those stories that you're mentioning were prevalent all summer long here in Arizona, and we're actually starting to see a small cool down. So I'll be interested to find out from you. I'll be back in Hawaii again, probably November, and I'm going to try to make it to Maui this time. Don't be surprised if I look you up, Fred, because I'd no love problem. to meet you in I'd person. be honored to, to talk story. I would love, I'd love that. To, I'd love to uh, have a more real estate talk too, because and there's, there's so many classes I participated in over the years. Oh. The best realtors in the nation, and I've got a lot of language and systems that I, work pretty well. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Well, last but not least, um, you know, we I mentioned your real estate there, um, and then you also mentioned, and I've never heard of this before. I literally had to look up what an NGO was, and on Wikipedia, an NGO is an organization which is independent of government involvement. And they're known as non-governmental organizations. I had no idea. And then you mentioned Pixel Bank. And so I went on to Pixel Bank to check it out because, you know, I love 
um, focusing on charity work and giving back to the community. I'm a firm believer in you get what you give. And so when you mentioned that charity, can you please share a little bit more? Because we've about run out of time, but I always love to bring attention to new charities to people who are in our audience. Right. Well, Pixel Bank is a nonprofit um, technology company that will be um, hosting uh, my book and others' uh, businesses to do a, uh, I, I can't explain it as well as they can. Of course, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty new. So let's, let's it looks assume, very new. Yeah. Let's assume you want to post, a, you're, you're, you're in Hawaii, you want to post a picture and you want to donate something to Surfrider Foundation okay. or whoever. Well, you can boost your photo by spreading it through uh, social media and they, their logo would come up that it's, a say, a $5 donation to uh-huh. Surfrider. And other people that boost it can also put a $5 donation in. And the companies that sponsor it wouldn't possibly match that donation say you get some of the businesses in town to match it so we're they're doing a share the aloha campaign in maui and going to spread it out through hawaii and it's it's new they've got a campaign going on right uh i love tahoe where businesses are supporting charities but what's interesting is you know if you give a contribution of a thousand dollars i think your write-off is only 40 percent, right Mm -hmm. if you give an advertising of a thousand dollars you're right off is the entire amount and they've they've worked it so that the advertising is the way it's going because it's advertising the company that's supporting it um and, the, and the charity so for instance, it, it you looked- know my book will be supporting some of the charity and i'll be able to write it off its advertising because of the way it's produced it's it's innovative it's forward thinking um They've helped C Shepherd. Microsoft was a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of big companies uh, have been participating with it. Well, it's a so, it's a really cool thing, and I looked into it. So anybody who's looking to support a charity, they should definitely check out that system. And you're yeah. absolutely right when you say it's new. I think there was very few followers on Instagram. It looks like it's brand spanking new. So cool to be on the edge of new technology. And Fred, I got to thank you for your time this morning. It was a pleasure meeting you, and I will be looking you up when I come to Maui in November. Aloha yeah, well, and malaho. You gotta go for it and live fearlessly. Go absolutely. And find your stoke. Yes, absolutely. Mahalo to you. Aloha. Thank you. Oh my goodness, I hope you guys enjoyed meeting Fred with me today and learning about his book, Racing with Aloha. Racing with Aloha is an engaging adventure tale in which Fred Haywood shares the inspiring journey of growing up on Maui. He swam in an ocean pool and later became a natural swim champion. He pioneered surfing in undiscovered Indonesia and windsurfed with champions, setting records and putting Maui on the map for windsurfing. If you need more Fred in your life like I do, you can look him up really easy at racingwithaloha.com. You can email him direct at fred at racingwithaloha.com. And if you have real estate needs in Maui, you can also look Fred up at fred at fredhaywood.com as he is one of the most successful realtors in Hawaii as well. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. 
We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day